the uncertainty of the pandemic, we've heard some incredible stories of healthcare providers stepping up to serve other people. We wanted to talk with some of the mamas out there in the front lines about what they're experiencing, how it's impacting their families, their nursing and pumping, and really what it means to care for both your family and those with the coronavirus. I had the great honor of talking with three different nurses as part of this series. These beautiful women were kind enough to take time and share what they're seeing, to share their stories, and to get honest about what they're going through. Today's episode is with Viviana Guitart. We heard about her when the image she shared on Instagram of her first day back from maternity leave went viral. So many people were moved by her story, including me. She went from being a brand new mother navigating postpartum to an ICU nurse navigating the epicenter of the pandemic. She lives in Brooklyn and I'm so honored to share her story with you. We are all staying safe at home, which means we're doing these interviews virtually and you might hear the occasional pop or internet interference. Thanks for your patience. Let's hear from Vivi. Welcome to the Pump Spotting Podcast. We're so honored to have you on board with us today. So happy to be here. So I feel as though I have so much that I want to talk to you about. And I want to tell everybody how we came to hear your story because you shared a really beautiful post on Instagram. And it was so raw and so honest and so emotional about your first day back from maternity leave when you not only had to step away from your son for the first time, but you were stepping into this uh, coronavirus environment where you all of a sudden had to care for other people. And it was just so moving and spoke to so many people, I think, on such a deep level. And so maybe we could start your story just there. What was it like? Can you walk us through you know, where you were in your life and what it was that first day to go from home to work for you? Yeah. So I was, I honestly, I'm still shocked that you know, my story was shared with so many people. I guess a lot of people can relate to what I was going through. So I went off of maternity leave a little bit earlier than I wanted. My son had just turned three months, but the pandemic was just about starting at that time. And naturally, I had a lot of anxiety leaving him in general. I had hadn't been away from him for longer than, you know, a couple hours at that point. I was super nervous about pumping. How was I going to do it at work? I mean, prior to the pandemic, figuring all this out was definitely the mom anxiety was high. So, you know, I'd been texting coworkers. They had told me that they had been getting a lot of COVID patients at the hospital. I work in Brooklyn. So I was kind of to be expected that we were going to have a lot of COVID patients, but I really didn't know what I was walking into that day. So when I got into work, I went to work in my scrubs and I get on the unit and all of the other nurses are wearing these zip-up jumpsuits. They were covered head to toe. You know, I immediately felt so exposed. They were wearing two masks and gloves and shoe coverings. Their hair was covered. And I was just standing there in the middle of this unit. And I just started crying. I, I looked at my coworkers and I started crying. Two of them hadn't worked with me prior to my maternity leave. They kind of just looked at me like, oh my God, who is this? So I apologized and said, you know, I'm sorry. This is my first day back from maternity leave. Um, this is just really overwhelming. I, I, where, do, where can I get dressed? And so immediately one of the nurses felt for me and she basically just gave me a big hug and led me to a room, helped me put on the jumpsuit and kind of gave me a big hug and was like, it's going to be okay. She went through like what it was going to be like that day and how to properly protect myself, which was, you know, I haven't had to gown up like that ever in my nursing career. 
So I was just super nervous. I got dressed, kind of just hit the ground running. These patients were just really, really sick, trying to get accustomed to their care, what they presented like in the hospital, and then just <laughs> trying to take it one one minute at a time, basically, in the ICU is what you have to do. Oh, my gosh. I, I can't think... I can't think of many women who haven't cried in some form or fashion on their first day back just to any form of work when you're making that transition from, you know, being a new mom at home to having to be back. And then for you to be in that reality, so heartwarming that you had a coworker there who at least, you know, stepped up to give you a hug and sort of give you some direction because you probably really needed someone in that moment to center you? Oh, she, I mean, honestly, I don't even, I can't even tell you her name. I have never worked with her again. She just happened to float to that unit that day. And I feel like she was a godsend because I want to find her again and thank her because she literally held my hand the whole day and kind of guided me through this chaos, which is what I really needed. You know, it could have been any other coworker who wouldn't have cared, but this particular nurse really just, I'm so thankful she was there and helped me deal with it, you know, kind of like told me how I could pump, gave me some advice where I should go. I mean, just, just put my head in the right place when I needed it. What a beautiful gift for you to have someone waiting there just for you. It's making me a little teary. I'm thinking of just Uh how special to have someone there um, during it. And so, you know, you're just through that day, what, I mean, what were the emotions like? I I imagine all you could do is focus on sort of the moment before you and the person that you were caring for, you know, what, how did you really get through that day? And then any of the days afterwards? So I'm going to be honest, like the first couple of shifts for me coming back to work, I was just paralyzed by fear and anxiety, you know, worrying that my mask didn't fit, worrying that I was going to bring this home to my son, Walker. You know, was I being okay? Like, was I taking all the steps that I needed to take? Like, was I not exposing my pump parts? I just basically like don't even trust the air in the hospital. So I was just getting nervous about even taking my pump out. You know, now I've gotten better at it and I go to work with my pumps all wrapped up and, you know, I'm, I'm super careful. But that's the first couple of days kind of getting back in the swing of things were just so challenging. I would go home and cry a lot. You know, I cried at work a lot. As an ICU nurse, I'm used to the stress and the high pace action that comes along with working in the ICU. Typically, patients that are there in that setting are very sick. They require a lot of care. And most of them are on ventilators, which help them breathe. And on top of that, these patients are on drugs that help to keep them alive, which aren't seen unless they're in the ICU setting. We refer to them as vasopressors, and they help to keep your blood pressure and your heart rate up. There's other drugs too, but Usually these are just given in the ICU because the nurses know how to titrate these drugs depending on their blood pressure or their heart rate. So it it can be like, you know, minute by minute, second by second um, that you have to go in there, you have to change the drips, you have to check their ventilator. So it was just kind of like really a lot of anxiety knowing that I would have to go in and out of these rooms, even though I was told to try to limit it to just three times a day, which is almost laughable in the ICU setting just because these patients are so sick and you have to go in and out. So kind of just navigating through that and figuring out how I could still provide care, like how I'm used to caring for patients in the ICU with such limited time in the room was, was definitely, it's a little bit heartbreaking and it was freaking me out for the first couple of times I was at work. I can, I can only imagine it's such a new reality to have to adjust to. And also your point about care 
the reason that you're in the position you are and what you're doing to really want to be there for people and show up. And, and there's just, sounds like the environment, the restrictions, it just really changes everything. And I wonder, you know, for you navigating that anxiety at work and then going home and did you compartmentalize your emotions between work and family or did it just feel like a constant flow of anxiety? And, you know, how did, how did that work between the two and for you? I mean, I'll be honest, prior to this, I could just leave everything at work. You know, I was really able to just be like, okay, I'm dealing with these emotions at work. And I could separate myself so that I could better take care of my patients. But this pandemic and these COVID patients have really thrown me for a loop. It's really hard for me to take care of people that knowing that they're alone in the hospital, um, a lot of these patients are dying and they're dying alone. So that was super, super hard and heartbreaking for me. And it still is, you know, their families call all day. I can't really give them a good update because honestly, like I'm not seeing great outcomes right now, especially in the ICU. I would say like we've had maybe three or four patients total come off the ventilator. That's it. And I've taken care of, I mean, I don't know how many people at this point, but it's been a challenge. A lot of these patients, because there's so many coming in so quickly, usually when you go through the ER, they will remove like your earrings and your jewelry, I guess like little things that make you you that you wear when you go into the hospital. But I'm taking care of people that are still like in their street clothes, but then on a ventilator and all of these drugs. And it just makes them so much more relatable. Like I can just see that this is someone's mom or, you know, like this was someone's dad who was cooking that morning. You know, he's still wearing everything and it's like, oh my God, I... I feel for you, sir. Like you had no idea you were going to go to the hospital and you're never going to come out. And it's really hard sometimes for me to leave that at work. You know, I come home, I cry to my boyfriend, just praying for these patients that I'm doing enough for them, even though it feels like I'm not, you know, usually I feel good about the care that I provide when I leave work. I'm like, I did my best. I took really good care of them. I washed their hair. You know, I did the little things that I feel like make a difference, but Right now, I just don't have time to do any of that, and we don't have enough resources to do that. So I just kind of feel like I'm going home, and I'm I haven't I didn't do enough. But I try to talk to them, you know, hold their hand, tell them I'm doing my best, and you know, if I can, I try to talk to the family members and ask them like, what do they like? Let me tell them you love them. Um, I've I let the family members call my phone so I could FaceTime with them. I put my phone in a bag and then walk in the room and FaceTime them from my phone. I've done that a couple of times. And I mean, it's just, Oh, it's just so hard to be in there. And they're like basically saying goodbye. And, you know, it's different when it's in person because they have so much time with them. But when it's just like this FaceTime call, it just feels so heartbreaking. And, you know, they don't get to see their family member. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's it's a lot and it's uh, everybody in the ICU is like that sounds like I mean it's just heartbreaking across the board but it feels to me I mean I'm hearing your story from the outside and to me it feels like you are doing so much for all of these people the fact that you're thinking about facetiming with them or for them or just you know holding their hand or being there I I can't I can only imagine that it's the world to them and their families to have someone like you that's really thinks about what they need in that moment. And those small gestures right now are, you know, probably magnified times millions of what they usually are just for you to do that. And I, and I also can imagine how hard it is 
to separate that out. All those emotions are kind of tied together. And one reason I think, you know, your post maybe spoke to so many people is that all of us are feeling as hard and challenging as this is and so much heartbreak. There's also so much connection that's coming out of this because it feels like this need to want to support one another, even virtually or however it might be. I know for me, being a mother, it feels as though I can't hear a story like yours or think about you in the hospital helping other people or the mothers that, you know, come come down with this virus or what have you. And I can't, it's, it's like a physical, emotional need to want to just show up and support in whatever way that looks like. And I think, you know, on behalf of all of us who, who can't be offering the care and comfort that you are, I think it's really, really inspiring and remarkable what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. I received, after I wrote that post, you know, I had a lot of messages from people all over the world sending, a lot of moms, mostly all moms, just sending me just their thoughts. And I wasn't expecting it, but it was kind of like the nice little silver lining at the end of this, just hearing from so many people and knowing that they're supporting me and praying for me and uh, thinking about me has really helped cheer me up and kind of like gives me the little extra strength I need at the end of the day to keep going, you know, and uh, put my big girl pants on and go to work the next day, and try to make it through. You know, I can definitely feel it when I'm, when I'm at work, all of the support. Has that outreach from the community of mothers and so many others, has it changed your perspective at all on work? I mean, it's made me definitely more encouraged and it's made me, I guess, given me a little bit of happiness so that I can go to work with a smile on my face, you know, hearing about other mothers who are in the same boat, knowing that I'm not the only one that's scared and feeling anxious through all of this. There's other moms that are kind of going through the same thing I am. People kept asking me for advice, like I'm leaving maternity leave next month and I wish I had a better, better advice for them, but I'm, I'm still figuring it out myself, you know, just trying to tell them like, keep your head up. These people really need us and, you know, have faith that the little that we're doing is, is making a big difference for them. For pump spotting, one of the things that we frequently say to moms when they come on the platform or want to be around us is don't quit on your hardest day. And sometimes it's just hearing exactly what you're doing. It's not a matter of having perfect advice for any of us, I think, in this moment. It's just that feeling that you're not alone and hearing from someone else who says, I see you. You're doing a great job. You've got this. And I imagine you're, you know, just by nature of what you're doing and really also sharing your story with people, you're doing so much to really help other people keep going. And I, I think it's really admirable what you're doing in that way, not just the work that you're doing, but sort of your openness in connecting with people. Hey, friends, we want to take a quick break and remind you of all the places you can connect with us and this lovely pump spotting community. If you're a nursing, pumping, or new mom, or a seasoned mom who just wants to get back, hop on our app. If you're also working or you're part of a company that wants to support breastfeeding employees, then Pump Spotting at Work is for you. Find out more at pumpspotting.com. There's so much weight in what's going on right now and so much difficult around it. But tell me at the end of the day what it's like to get home once you know you've done everything you need to do to be safe and precautions and all those things. What's it like to be with Walker and to be back home in those moments? Oh, it's so good. I feel like I can finally breathe, which literally I can because I can take off the mask for the first time. Um, unfortunately, he's asleep when I get home, so I miss the whole day with him. But I usually 
the first thing I do is kind of just take off all my clothes, run straight in the shower, clean, and then kind of just go stare at him in his crib for a little while. I'm sure a lot of other moms do that. Like, I just secretly want to pick him up and bring him in bed with me and cuddle. But, you know, I just look at him, give him a kiss and spend time with my boyfriend, kind of just like unwinding and talk to him about stuff throughout the day. And, you know, having Walker in my life has definitely been a big, a big help in a weird way. You know, hugging him feels like safety and, I mean, this love that we can't describe, which for me has, has been a lot. Just holding him makes me feel better. Amazing. Well soak in all of those sweet smells and all of those moments when you can because they are precious and I'm so glad that you have that to come home to and I I mean I can't say it enough I'm so grateful for all the work you're doing for so many people and I'm inspired and honored that you spent some time with us to share the story and you're going to have all of us continuing to cheer you on and supporting what your days look like and I guess before we go, the last thing is we often ask our guests, you know, just if there's one thing to share with this community to leave a little bit of light or uplift for everyone else. And so you've already done so much with your story, but is there anything you'd like to say in terms of other mothers out there? For other mothers who are going through this, I see you. I'm proud of you. We're all in this together. You know, keep your head up and just continue living a life of love and happiness and being there for our kids as best as we can, even though it doesn't feel like much, you know, we're, we're doing our best and the support has been amazing and to keep supporting each other, I guess. Well, Vivi, you are doing a beautiful job. Thank you so much for spending time with us. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you to Vivi for sharing your story. If you're enjoying this conversation, please listen in on the next episode with Jessamine, who is a nurse treating COVID patients in California and a mom who's just two months away from reaching her breastfeeding goal. This has been the Pump Spotting Podcast. We'll be continuing the conversation and hanging out over on our app. We hope you'll come by to share your story and thoughts. And if you haven't already downloaded Pump Spotting, it's quick and easy to set up your profile and join the community. Thank you so much for listening, and thanks to our wonderful production team at Pitchwire, who partner with us to bring you these stories. We'll see you next time, and remember, you are capable, you are radiant, and you are not alone.